This is Techonomist by Benjamin Johnson, a place of technology news as well as thoughtful opinion and analysis about how tech companies and the products they build are changing the way we live. You can subscribe to my weekly email at techonomist.email or you can follow along right here on your favourite podcast app. While Zoom's on a pandemic land grab, Slack is building its moat. The market punished Slack for not taking advantage of the pandemic, but they appear focused on the long game. September 14th, 2020. It's been a busy couple of weeks for public tech companies. There was a major correction in the market on September 4th, with the S&P 500 tech index closing 5.8% down. Apple lost $180 billion in market cap in a single day, while their FANG peers, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, were not all spared either, all losing significant value. Meanwhile, quarterly earnings have been landing for Q2, which has investors turning to the working-from-home enablers to see who is taking advantage of the pandemic. Zoom, the American video conferencing app started by Chinese entrepreneur Eric Wan in 2011, after he became frustrated with the lack of innovation while working as a VP on the Cisco-acquired WebEx product, which we've all tried to use, uh, has become the poster child company for winning the pandemic. Zoom's Q2 quarterly revenue came in at $663 million, a stunning 355% year-on-year increase, adding $37 billion to its market cap in a single day of trading. That's a lot of positive numbers. Meanwhile, Microsoft has seen user growth of its video conferencing and collaboration software teams also take advantage of the remote work movement. In a six-week period from mid-March to April 31, Microsoft added 32 million active users to Teams. Accenture, the consulting firm, makes up 500,000 of their 72 million users reported at that date. Microsoft bundles Teams into Office 365, which has in excess of 42 million business subscribers, that's businesses, not individuals, and is still growing at 15 to 20% year on year. Microsoft does not report on individual users for their productivity suite, but it's clearly a huge backbook of customers they can activate Teams into. Meanwhile, Slack, which launched in 2013 as a trendy chat app for tech companies, is now muscling its way into boring enterprise companies like banks and big four accounting firms. Slack was an accidental product, originally built as an in-house tool within a game development company to help with communication amongst their product teams and to remove the burden and the lack of speed around email. It was not initially intended to be productized and sold until the founders realized the problem they were solving with Slack would resonate with other companies. Now, seven years on, Slack is a public company with nearly 1 million corporate customers and $1 billion in annualized revenue. It's been an impressive growth trajectory in an incredibly competitive segment. In isolation, Slack is performing well. They're growing revenue at 49% year-on-year. Gross margins are 88%. Keep in mind, 80% is considered high quality for SaaS. And they're growing paying customers 30% year-on-year. However, their stock dropped 16% following the Q2 earnings call last week. Analysts were certainly expecting something closer to what Zoom had announced 10 days earlier. 
There are some key differences between Zoom and Slack which are worth calling out as we read the headlines comparing the two companies. Firstly, their core value propositions are totally different. Zoom is pure video conferencing software. The barriers to entry as a user are low and thus the moat around the business is thin. While Microsoft is catching up with Teams, it is reasonable to say that Google dropped the ball by letting its G Suite users adopt Zoom as their video conferencing software instead of using Google's own Meet product. However, with some capital and some engineering resources to better unbundle Meet, Google could quickly turn their video conferencing app into a superior product to Zoom. We'll see. Zoom has also won some big sectors, which has accelerated user growth during the pandemic, but this could be temporary. Notably education, where schools and universities across the world are turning to Zoom to teach online. There are 20 million university students in the United States alone, many of whom are taking classes this semester exclusively online. It's unlikely that these institutions have the same short-term need for Slack as a teaching tool, while Zoom may lose a lot of these users once there is a vaccine and students return to campus. Building its moat, Slack Connect. So Slack might have disappointed Wall Street for not showing the land grab numbers, which Zoom demonstrated in the period, but there are reasons to be bullish longer term. Companies that adopt Slack build perpetual workflows around the system. Whether working remote or in the office, Slack becomes the default system for internal communication, managing projects, and now with Slack Connect, engaging with partners, suppliers, and even in some cases, customers. Slack Connect is a relatively new feature in Slack, which allows up to 20 external organizations to collaborate in a single Slack channel. The use cases suddenly become pretty rich when you can open up the interactions outside of the walls of your business. Deals can be negotiated and recorded. Repositories for documents like supplier contracts can be stored. Customer support can be facilitated and partner-led products can be built by connecting collaborating engineering teams from two or more businesses. If Slack can get its enterprise customers using Connect as a core tool to engage third-party stakeholders, the network effect flywheel really does start to take off with outside participants being brought into the Slack ecosystem. Equally, the more work that gets done in Slack, the harder it is for the business to churn. This feels less true for Zoom today. The challenge for Slack is clearly Microsoft Teams. There are 42 million businesses that get access to Teams bundled into their Office 365 subscription. This has worried Slack enough to sue Microsoft in Europe for anti-competitive behavior. Microsoft has faced these allegations before and got out unscathed, so it's unlikely they'll be forced to unbundle Teams anytime soon. One strategic opportunity for Slack is going after Google's 6 million paying G Suite subscribers. Google lacks a product like Slack and it's stable, and it's likely many of Slack's current customers use G Suite already, both being synonymous with innovative technology companies. It's also not outside the realms of possibility that Google may look to acquire Slack at some point if it feels it can't build similar capabilities in-house to compete with Teams. In the meantime, if Slack can remain focused on the value it brings its users outside of internal company chat and video calling and become the operating system and database for connected organizations, there is huge potential ahead. Music